Oh, my God. 
five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
everybody. Pull out your cell phones. Help me out here. Take out your cell phones. Back and forth. Here we go. Beautiful. It looks amazing. Come up here. Thank you. Thank you. 
חדש טוב, אסיון.
in the AM Tuesday morning broadcast. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody, from around the world. Much appreciated. Rebone is uh, Barry Weber, of course. Great song. We've been playing that a lot. Uh, before that, Adir, done by the Yeshiva Boys Choir. They uh, When they made their guest appearance at the Shweki concert Tuesday night, Cholomoy, that was the uh, song they chose to sing. Yehuda Green, Admatai, Atta Kidashta, done by Lipa. Lipa's Animamin, Elio Anavi from Matt Dub, and of course, Regesh. Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Tuesday, and it's April the 30th, day 25 in the month of Nisan, the year 5779. Uh, the year Tufshinai and Test. Today is day number 10 in the counting of the Omer, day number 10. That's one week and three days. Asara Yamim, the final time during Sphere that we use the word Yamim at the beginning of the counting. Look it up, you'll see I'm right. Uh, at the beginning of the counting, the beginning of the sentence. Anyway, uh, tenth of the Omer, if you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. 49 degrees, cloudy today with a high of 65. Then tonight, mostly cloudy, low 51. Tomorrow, cloudy and a high 54. Yerushalayim is at 81. We're at 49 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. whole bunch of stuff coming up, including a Yom HaShoah on Thursday, appropriate programming for Holocaust Remembrance Day. Keep that in mind. We've begun our fundraiser, if you haven't yet given, to the uh, 2019 edition 
of the JM and the AM NSN FJB fundraiser. Go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org for the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. Give generously and keep us going. Again, that's fjbunity.org. And everybody on our mailing list uh, is receiving a gift from us this week. If you're not on a mailing list or if you've only donated um, via the web in the past and you'd like the free gift, uh, just email us. Nachum at NachumSiegel.com. Nachum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at NachumSiegel. N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com. Let us know that um, that you uh, donated online and that you'd, uh, you'd like to have a free gift, and we'll send that out to you once you provide us with your uh, address. Kudos to those who attended the uh, anti-New York Times Rally yesterday, yesterday afternoon on 41st Street and 8th Avenue in New York City. I, don't, I have not yet seen the review with the uh, description of the numbers and the crowd that was there, but I am sure that it was uh, significant. So again, call a vote to everybody who was there. Um, I watched yesterday the uh, funeral of uh, Mrs. Laurie Kay. Victim in the Shabbos uh, shooting in California, or by Goldstein's Chabad Center in California. Um, the enemy always takes the best of our community. Ever notice that? It happens so often. And she was described in a way that was just uh, remarkable in terms of her chesed and outreach and friendliness and all the things that many of us often forget are most important about being on this world. And it seems she did them with uh, tremendous commitment and great enthusiasm. And this Rabbi Goldstein, who is um, the leader of the synagogue, my gosh, what a tremendous representative, what a tremendous leader in our community, the way he speaks to people around the world about the episode and about the Jewish people and about the enemy and the way he speaks of darkness and light and how to eliminate the former, and how to uh, promote the latter. Very, very inspiring. I hope I have an opportunity to tell him directly just how inspiring his conduct and his words have been over the last few days. Really incredible. Today, uh, April 30th, is the birth date of my late brother, uh, Moshe Yonah ben Arav Zev Halevi. And I know it's a secular calendar, but... Uh, Growing up for us, April 30th was always a special day for that reason. And I mention this because whenever there's a significant anniversary that has to do with his uh, with his life, uh, I always mention that uh, I, among others, witnessed his uh, quick demise to stage 4 esophageal cancer. Uh, foremost uh, symptom or foremost cause of esophageal cancer is smoking and uh, secondarily drinking. Uh, neither of which he ever was involved with. But I do remind the smokers and drinkers out there that uh, uh, you hopefully could avoid a really, really difficult end if you give it up now. Uh, But even more importantly, uh, I do remind those, especially those of a certain age already, speak to your doctor. If you suffer from heartburn, if you suffer from acid reflux, and, um, and are doing nothing or close to nothing about it, Remember, that acid reflux can turn into Barrett's, 
which can turn into uh, cancer and uh, can make a person leave this earth relatively quickly. Um, so what do we recommend? We recommend screenings. We recommend endoscopies. You know about colonoscopies. There's also an endoscopy, which, by the way, is a much easier exam, much easier test, and certainly requires less preparation. Ask your doctor about it. I know these announcements have uh, been effective in helping some of our listeners with preventative measures when it comes to these things. And uh, again, because today, April 30th, was uh, Rabbi Moshe Siegel's birth date, I get the opportunity, or I take the opportunity, to remind everybody about endoscopies, screenings. If you have acid reflux, speak to your doctor about medication, whatever the case may be. And hopefully, if God forbid there is something developing, hopefully it will be caught early enough to literally just deal with it medicinally and not, God forbid, have to go through the suffering that he and others go through when there is no time left, no hope left in that type of medical situation. All right, so keep that in mind. I know these announcements have been credited with saving lives. Let's save more and more lives by spreading the word. And I thank you for your uh, patience as I go through this announcement and remind everybody who does suffer from acid reflux to get tested ASAP. Tuesday morning broadcast. You're listening to JM and the AM at a quarter before 7 o'clock. A couple of great guests coming up, plenty between now and 9 a.m. And, um, oh, I wanted to take this opportunity to wish the Mann family of, um, of, um, uh, oh gosh, what's the name of that? Ranana, thank you. The Mann family of Ranana and the Noller family in Teaneck, a Mazel Tov. We're now going to be related to the Nollers. Uh, their children are engaged to each other. And to the Manns, who we know a very, very long time, and the Nollers, who we know even longer, uh, we say Mazel Tov on yesterday's big engagement from all of us here at JM in the AM. So I, I, I texted Mark Noller. I said, oh, we're going to be related. And uh, he texted me back this morning with, uh, with great enthusiasm. So to the Noller and Mann families, a, uh, a transcontinental engagement. <laughs> Is it trans or, or, or intercontinental? I don't know which term means what uh, anymore. Uh, but we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. More coming up. It's Ellie Marcus at JM in the AM. Oh, 
JM in the AM with Ohad wrapping up our first hour here at JM in the AM. Galitzal in the background. Avinu done by Ohad. You heard Yaakov Shweki's Avinu. Avarachman from Ellie Marcus was in there. Tuesday morning, day 10 in the counting of the Omer. It's day number 10. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. One week and three days. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM. גלי צהל מירושלים, השעה שתיים. שלום רב, כאן אהוד גרף עם מה שקורה עכשיו. בג'יהאד האסלאמי מכחישים שהארגון ירה אתמול לישראל, וטוענים, ישראל מתכננת לפגוע באחד מבכירי הזרוע הצבאית שלנו. כתבנו לענייני ערבים, ג'קי חוגי. חבר הלשכה המדינית של הג'יהאד האסלאמי, חאדר חביב, טוען היום כי גרסת צהל לפיה הג'יהאד ירה אמש את הרקטה, היא המצאות ושקרים. לדבריו, ישראל תישא בהשלכות אם איומיה יידרדרו לכדי אלימות. בג'יהאד אף גינו היום את צמצום מרחב הדיג מול חופי הרצועה, מהלך שבו נקט צה"ל בעקבות ירי הרקטה. מתחייב או מתחייבת אני? 120 חברי הכנסת מגיעים בשעה זו למשכן לקראת טקס ההשבעה החגיגי שצפוי בשעה 16:00 אחר הצהריים. לכנסת העשרים ואחת נבחרו ארבעים ותשעה חברי כנסת חדשים. שניים מהם, מאי גולן מהליכוד ואסף זמיר מכחול לבן, סיפרו לכתבנו יאיר אורבייטו על ההתרגשות הגדולה. 
זאת אחריות גדולה וזאת זכות הכי גדולה שיכולה להיות לאזרח במדינת ישראל. וזה יום חג. מאחל שנהיה כנסת שתדע לעבוד ביחד, ושתדע להתגבר על מחלוקות, ושתחפש לשמור על הממלכתיות ולקדם אחדות בעם ישראל. להגיע לפה כחברת כנסת זה מרגש. באמת באמת מאמינה בשליחות שאני עושה. למען האזרחים, למען השכבות החלשות, למען אלו שהקול שלהם לא נשמע. מרכיבים ממשלה. יושב ראש ישראל ביתנו, חבר הכנסת אביגדור ליברמן, התייחס היום למשא ומתן הקואליציוני עם הליכוד ואמר, רוצים למנוע טירוף בנושא דת ומדינה. כשאני מסתכל על היוזמות כמו חוק יסוד לימוד תורה, איסור מוחלט על עבודות בשבת, כשאני מסתכל גם על כל השינויים שרצים להכניס לנושא גיור, זאת פגיעה בסטטוס קוו. פה יש שינוי דרמטי של סטטוס קוו, פה יש ניסיון לעשות צעד ענק לקראת מדינת הלכה. לזה אנחנו לא יכולים להסכים. יושב ראש הסוכנות היהודית יצחק בוז'י הרצוג יצא מחר לפולין להוביל את מצעד החיים ביום השואה והגבורה לצד מספר בכירים נוספים מרחבי העולם, ביניהם שגריר ארצות הברית בישראל דייוויד פרידמן, הפטריארך היווני ברטולומאוס וראש ממשלת רומניה ויוריקה דנצ'ילה. כתבתנו טל זרביב מציינת שהרצוג יוביל את מצעד החיים כאישיות הישראלית הבכירה שתצא מהמדינה. בוונצואלה, סימנים ראשונים להפיכה צבאית לאחר שמנהיג האופוזיציה קרא לאזרחים לעזור לסיים את הכיבוש. כתבת חדשות החוץ, מאיה רכלין. התחלנו בשלב הסופי בתוכניתנו להדחת הנשיא המכהן ניקולס מדורו, כך אמר חואן גוידו, הנשיא הזמני, בסרטון שפרסם מתוך בסיס צבאי לפני שעה קלה, כשהוא מוקף באנשי צבא, והוסיף, עזרו לנו לסיים את כיבוש המדינה. לפני זמן קצר הודיעה הממשלה בקרקס על קבוצת חיילים שמתעמתת עם כוחות השלטון בכוונה לבצע הפיכה צבאית. מזג האוויר חם מהרגיל, מחר שרב. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. Slash 
Yeah. 
J.M. in the A.M. Simcha Liner, of course, with Shema Yisrael. Uh, and the uh, medley from Project Relax Israeli Edition. Bederach done by Milech Cohen. You heard Aryeh Kunstler in there opening up the hour with Az Yashir. Tuesday morning, it's April the 30th, day 25 in the month of Nisan. Yom HaShoah begins tomorrow night. Thursday, we'll have a commemoration here 
on the air at JM in the AM. Today's day number 10 in the counting of the Omer, one week and three days. Day number 10 in the counting of the Omer, one week and three days. A couple of thoughts about yesterday. Uh, first of all, the um, and I, I originally thought I'd be able to make it to the uh, rally against the New York Times. I was not able to be there, but boy, I've seen some of the footage and did the Jewish community respond and did lovers of Israel respond to the call to be at that demonstration yesterday? Call out to everybody who was there. Um, really looks like it was a very impressive showing in Midtown. So again, call out Kavod. Uh, yesterday I had the um, opportunity to see the funeral uh, which was being uh, sent via Chabad.org to uh, everybody around the world of uh, Lori Kay, who was the murder victim uh, at the um, synagogue at Chabad of Poway in uh, California on Shabbos. As I said earlier, it is uh, sometimes hard to believe how the enemy always takes the best of our people, or so often does. Uh, but what a person, what a person of chesed, what a person of... Uh, Outreach, and I don't just mean in a religious sense, I mean in terms of being a friend, a neighbor, what a person was described, and uh, how all of us should strive to emulate so many of her traits was really a beautiful service, and our condolences to the entire family. And meanwhile, I'll remind you that uh, I continue to say that Rabbi Goldstein, the rabbi of that synagogue, is uh, such an amazing representative of our people. The article he wrote, the op-ed piece for the New York Times, which was spot on. The uh, presentations he's been making on national television, cable news programs, and uh, national news programs, etc., etc. Just an amazing representative of the Jewish people, giving such a Im- important messages to both Jew and uh, non-Jew alike over the last few days. And we wish for his refuah shlema and to pray for him and the other victims of the uh, attack that they all recover and be as fully recovered as possible. <sighs> JM in the AM with 49 degrees, cloudy, and a high temperature of 65. Um, our fundraiser has begun. Uh, in fact, uh, our mailing has gone out. We are asking everybody to respond as generously as possible when you get the envelope in the mail. In addition to that, we ask everybody who uh, would like to uh, to go to fjbunity.org. If you'd like to give online, uh, not worry about the mail, go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and participate in our 2019 fundraiser to support this great radio work. And by the way, uh, everybody who's on our mailing list is receiving this week in the mail, in that mailing, a special gift from us. If you're worried that uh, you're giving online or have given online and you likely will not receive that gift, just email us. We'll be more than happy to send it out to you. Just email Nahum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at Nahum Siegel, N-A-C-H-U-M, S-E-G-A-L dot com. would be an honor to send that out and to have you uh, participate with us. And again, uh, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. A lot of people here involved on NSN presenting all this great programming every single day, and all of us thank you very, very much. Uh, finally, oh, uh, Yeshiva League Sports Update. I am assuming, I had not heard from Elliot overnight, so I am assuming, especially knowing his uh, track record when it comes to reliability, I'm assuming because uh, last week was uh, Pesach, and there's no way in the world that games could resume before 
uh, this past Sunday night. I'm assuming that we are not going to have our Yeshiva League Sports update today, but it will return Tuesday at 7.20 next week right here at the JM in the AM. That is what I am assuming. And um, our Yeshiva League Sports update again normally Tuesday, 7.20 Eastern time during JM in the AM. Uh, I mentioned earlier, today's April 30th, the uh, secular birthday of my uh, dear brother, uh, the late Harav Moshe Ben, Harav Moshe Yona Ben, Harav Zevalevi, Rabbi Moshe Siegel. Uh, many of you know that he passed away eight years ago from uh, stage four esophageal cancer. And whatever opportunity I could use, especially on a day like today, where we used to celebrate his birthday on April the 30th, uh, I remind those of you who have... Uh, any type of heartburn or acid reflux, that very often that acid reflux will turn into Barrett's, and often that Barrett's will turn, God forbid, into esophageal cancer or some type of cancer. And then things can, uh, unfortunately, accelerate at a rapid pace. So please, if you are someone who suffers from acid reflux or suspects you might be someone who is uh, suffering from acid reflux, Consult with your doctor. There are screenings. It's called an endoscopy. Speak to your doctor about endoscopies. It's a pretty simple test. Uh, very little preparation compared to the colonoscopy. Uh, take the endoscopy. Very often they do both tests the same day. And um, and get screened. Get screened. And if, God forbid, you have something, hopefully it'll be caught early enough that you could literally just deal with it and not ruin your days, weeks, months, and years. Just you know, be able to deal with it while continuing to work and live. Um, so please, if you are in that category, consult with your doctor. Let his passing not be in vain. And if you're a smoker or drinker, which he was not, but th- those are the two most, th- those are the two primary causes of esophageal cancer. If you're a smoker or a drinker, you may, you may want to reconsider your behavior. And I say that because I saw what it is to suffer from, um, stage four esophageal cancer. And trust me, you want to avoid that. So if you're a smoker or drinker, uh, you may want to reconsider uh, the extent or the existence of those habits because, um, again, it is uh, a tough way to go. We saw it in front of our own eyes. Um, when I see people smoking outside building, I don't always do this because I'm not always comfortable doing it, depending on the situation, but when I'm in the mood and I'll see people smoking, you know, because they leave the building to smoke and you know how it is these days, I'll go over to them and say, I-, I saw my brother suffer the last few months of esophageal cancer and trust me, you want to avoid going through that. So reconsider the whole smoking thing. It's a good message and usually met with either some measure of appreciation or at least cordial a cordial response. I think <laughs> I, I think it's it's rare that someone responds in a <laughs> in an angry or violent manner. <laughs> Although frankly if someone said it to me, if I was a smoker, I'm I may feel inclined to uh, <laughs> to respond with a, with a big eye roll. But anyway, um you never know. You never know whose life you're life you're saving, so Try your best to spread the message on this April the 30th. Tuesday morning broadcast, JM in the AM, the 10th day in the counting of the Omer, one week and three days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zevner Bilsevalevi and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Bilsevalevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. 
Good morning. When Shlomo HaMelech was ready to begin the construction of the Ba'is Rishon, the first base of Mikdosh, he needed the Shamir. It was a special little worm that was capable of cutting through rock. Because the stones of the base of Mikdosh could not be cut using metal, a material used to make weapons that kill. Shlomo HaMelech needed Ashmedai to tell him its whereabouts and how to capture it. It meant first capturing Ashmedai himself. That was finally accomplished. Shlomo HaMelech kept Ashmedai imprisoned in chains, sealed with the Shema Meforosh, the entire period that the Besamikdosh was under construction. One day, Shlomo HaMelech asked him what is his superiority as a demon over the people. Ashmedai replied, Remove this chain from my neck, give me your signet ring, and I will show you my superiority. No sooner did Shlomo HaMelech comply than Ashmedai snatched him up. He swallowed him. He stretched his wings, one touching the heaven and the other touching earth. He spit him out to a distance of 400 miles. Shlomo HaMelech's stature was obviously dramatically reduced. He was left only with his staff and his cloak, going from door to door, begging, claiming that he was Shlomo HaMelech, king of Yerushalayim. The Alexander Rebbe said that after Ashmedai threw Shlomo HaMelech off of his throne, Shlomo HaMelech came to a small town and he revealed to its inhabitants that he is the king. When they heard this, they gathered all the chashuvim. They prepared a huge feast in his honor. They had great tsar along with Shlomo HaMelech because they recalled the days of his glory, the days when he ruled over Yerushalayim and all the honor that he had had and now had greatly he had fallen. He then came to another city. He bumped into a chassid who rejoiced to hear that he was Shlomo HaMelech. He comforted him. He told him not to worry. He was Shlomo HaMelech. He is the king. He is always the king and will be the king. Even though right now he was taken down from his gedula, from his greatness, there will come a time when he will rule just like he had in the earlier days. They both rejoiced and asked Shlomo HaMelech to join him at a small suda. He was a poor man. Whatever they had, they ate together and were greatly satisfied. The Alexandra concluded, The same is true today. We sit at a Sudas mitzvah with the Shekhinah Dosha. We give Nechama to the king. We say to him, Hashem Melech, Hashem Moloch, Hashem Yimloch, Lo'elam Vo'ed. Hashem has ruled, Hashem rules, and Hashem will rule forever. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday morning, day 10 in the counting of the Omer. One weekend, three days. Keep that in mind if you 
forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Well, Thursday is Yom HaShoah, which means it begins tomorrow night. Thursday is Yom HaShoah, Holocaust Memorial Day, Holocaust Remembrance Day, Holocaust Commemoration Day. Refer to it in any way you want. We use the 27th of Nisan tomorrow night and Thursday to remember the 6 million. Uh, Yom HaShoah, Holocaust Memorial Day, commemorates the 76th anniversary of the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. And at the Fairlawn Jewish Center on Norma Avenue in Fairlawn tomorrow night, there will be an exhibit starting at 6 p.m. entitled Letters from the Shoah. And then at 6.30, a remembrance service and program brought to you by the Jewish Federation of Northern New Jersey. The keynote speaker is Gideon Taylor. Gideon Taylor is the Chair of Operations for the World Jewish Restitution Restitution Organization, which represents world jury in pursuing claims for the recovery of Jewish property seized during the Holocaust in Eastern Europe. Gideon Taylor, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you very much. Glad to join you. I appreciate that. Tomorrow night, you're the keynote speaker at the Fairlawn Jewish Center for Yom HaShoah. Many people, I am sure, as we approach, uh, well, not approach, as we said, 76 years after the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising, and as we continue to increase the time between the Holocaust and today, um, many people are wondering what the role of the World Jewish Restitution Organization is at this point. Can you describe for us the work being done in 2019? Sure. So the... It is uh, indeed for some people surprising to learn and to, to know that so long after the Holocaust, so long after the devastation of the Shoah, there are issues of property restitution that are still not addressed by countries in Europe. Uh, it, not only was the Shoah, of course, the massive killing, uh, one of the most massive killings in history and destruction of the Jewish people, it was also one of the greatest thefts uh, in history. And there has been a struggle going on right since the end of the uh, Shoah to secure justice for Holocaust survivors and for families of those who perished to recover that which was lost. And there's been a lot of progress and a lot has been done, um, but there's still work remaining to do. And that's what the World Jewish Restitution Organization does. Um, I assume at this point you're doing it uh, not only on behalf of the, and I use this term with respect, but just in in, in terms of speaking relativity, relatively, uh, for, in, in addition to the handful of survivors, again, in comparison to the number of survivors that we had, uh, you're doing this, I assume, for second and third generation as well. Would that be accurate? Yes. Yeah, so in many of these cases, we're dealing with uh, property uh, that was owned by uh, people who perished uh, and survivors, and we're now supporting and advocating for uh, family members of those people. And we're talking about countries uh, in Eastern Europe, for example. Obviously, the major Holocaust restitution and compensation has been regarding Germany. Um, but the issues, obviously, Jewish property was owned by uh, individuals and also by Jewish communities across Eastern Europe, Romania, Hungary, Poland, uh, these are all places with thriving Jewish communities from whom uh, many of your listeners uh, are uh, descended from uh, those those uh, survivors from those places and those communities. Um, and we believe that it's uh, time while Holocaust uh, survivors are still alive to uh, secure that last symbolic justice. And one of the 
points we make very strongly and we believe very strongly is that no amount of compensation or restitution can ever do justice. Nothing can ever bring back what was really lost. Um, but this uh, struggle is important, not just to help Holocaust survivors. Uh, so often the funds are used to help the neediest and the poorest Holocaust survivors or for Holocaust education, which is critically important in these times. But it's also about history and memory, and that's one of the key reasons why restitution is important. It preserves what happens. It, acknowledge, it forces countries and companies and individuals to acknowledge what really took place. And that was what was important about, for example, the Swiss banks, in the struggle against Swiss banks or against German industry uh, and in these countries. We want recognition of what happened, and for people to refuse to return property or even to compensate or even symbolically to compensate, because ultimately this is all symbolic, to do that is to deny what happened. And that's one of the reasons why uh, I wanted to speak this evening uh, and uh, tomorrow evening at, and to make that point. This is about memory as much as it is about returning property or compensation. And could you imagine if your work led to entities slash countries thinking twice before embarking on this type of behavior? Yes. I think this is the, the, the struggle for restitution is about the past, but it's also about the future. Yeah, for sure. Because how, how, how we deal with people and how countries and how companies are forced to address wrongdoing is not only important to right the wrong or to acknowledge the wrong or to give symbolic acknowledgement of the wrong, but it's also about sending a message for conduct for the future and what's expected from countries and companies and governments and entities uh, going forwards. So we think it's, it's both something about justice, restorative justice looking backwards, but also about education for the future. Gideon Taylor with us. He's a chair of operations at the World Jewish Restitution Organization. He speaks tomorrow night at the Fairlawn Jewish Center. Remember, tomorrow night is Yom HaShoah. Um, and, and the disposition of survivors and families who are rewarded, I don't know if that's the right word, with restitution must be something, because if one thinks, again, as you said, it's not really about the property because we know what, what things are in this world and how significant or insignificant they might be. But when someone is stripped of what they own, uh, one can only imagine what it does to their dignity, their self-esteem, their ability to continue with life. When, they are, when some of that is restored for them, uh, all of that must come back, that, that, that confidence, that, that dignity that was lost when they were, you know, frankly, uh, you know, violated by the enemy. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's an acknowledgement. And for many people, it's not about the, the money or about the amount of money or about a piece of property. It's an acknowledgement. That was their home. That was the place where they grew up. Uh, that was a country where, uh, which took them and where from, in which they suffered. And now there's an acknowledgement. And when it came to negotiations that the claims conference, for example, uh, uh, did with Germany for slave labor, Right. The fact that companies, big German companies, that used to claim that they were just victims, that they were just uh, following orders and instructions of the Nazis, what became clear was those companies were part and parcel of the, uh, of the destruction, part and parcel of the use of slave labor, the profit from the slave labor. The fact that those companies were forced to pay, to make payments, the payments themselves were not 
for many people, not life-changing, though they were important and symbolic. Right. More important was the acknowledgement and the recognition. By the way, but, with all the great work you're doing, you'd be the first to acknowledge that it's only a drop in the bucket, right? I mean, compared to what was really taken by the enemy and was really stolen from from you know our relatives, and I mean that in the you know, collective sense of the Jewish world. Uh, I mean, it's it's nothing compared to the big picture, right? Right. We we call this symbolic justice, right, right. not full justice or complete justice or perfect justice. It's symbolic justice. And it also, and beyond the symbolism, it's important to say that the, the, re, the restitution that's been recovered, and sometimes it's from uh, properties of those who perish, and sometimes it's from uh, communities, from synagogues, old schools, and so on. Right. Those proceeds have been used and governments have paid, for example, through the claims conference um, in New Jersey, in our, the United States and around the world, have provided programs of home care, uh, of social care, of... Uh, uh, as well as of Holocaust education, uh, that made a tremendous difference. Tremendous difference. So it is, there is also a, ben- a benefit uh, that has had a dramatic impact on Holocaust survivors who have not done well and who have struggled at the end of their lives and have helped give them uh, a measure of dignity. Um, so it's important both from that point of view as well as from the historical significance. No question about it. I hope people are there tomorrow night to understand this message and to really internalize it uh... It's all about remembering. It's all about making sure the past, uh, you know, g- gives us a brighter future. Um, and uh, tomorrow night, people will hear from Gideon Taylor, who's the chair of operations for the World Jewish Restitution Organization, and why his work and the work of the organization is so important in this entire picture of remembering, in this entire picture of never forgetting what happened uh, during the Shoah. Yom HaShoah, Holocaust Memorial Day. Tomorrow night at the Fairlawn Jewish Center, 6 p.m. for the exhibit of Letters from the Shoah, 6.30 for the Remembrance Service and Program. Gideon Taylor, anything you'd like to add? No, I think it's, it's, it's so important uh, that people gather to acknowledge and to remember. And we live in a world where memory and knowledge of the Holocaust um, is becoming less and less and as Holocaust survivors pass away, I think the obligation on us all to remember, to educate ourselves, to learn, and, uh, and to commit to, to honor that memory becomes more important. Well the further said. we get away in time from, from the Shoah. Well said. By the way, with that in mind, aren't you um, uh, encouraged by the fact that, that it has not stopped at the second generation? We now see a very active third generation stepping forward and making sure to keep the memories of the Shoah going. Yes, I think it's certainly very moving to see uh, that what is such was so important for that generation of survivors and for the children of the generation of survivors uh, is a, a message that's not lost on a younger generation where there's so many other things going on and yeah. so many other claims on our attention and, uh, and what happens. It's so important that this is a message that through the generations is carried on. Gideon, good luck tomorrow night, and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Thank Gid- you. Gideon Taylor, Chair of Operations, World Jewish Restitution Organization. Very worthwhile presentation. Try to be there tomorrow night at the Fairlawn Jewish Center. Uh, the Remembrance Service and Program will begin at 6.30. They're at 10-10 Norma Avenue in Fairlawn. For information, speak with uh, Dr. Green at area code 201 873 3263. It's a presentation of the Jewish Federation 
of northern New Jersey. JM in the AM at 14 minutes before 8 o'clock.
Da 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 da. 
J.M. in the A.M. That is uh, Ari Goldwag, Alenu. Before that, Miami with Azarna here at J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday morning, day 10 in the counting of the Omer. We forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. Um, there we go. Um, again, kudos to those who were at the rally yesterday. It looked like a beautiful turnout for the anti-New York Times demonstration that happened in Midtown. Call a vote to everybody who was there. And I know that among them were uh, plenty of our listeners. So I thank you very, very much for that. Um, our fundraiser has begun. Those of you who uh, each year help us keep going, by donating to the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. That effort has uh, begun again. And I thank you. I really do thank you, all of you. Um, I thank all of you for participating. Uh, you can go, if you, if you uh, don't have an envelope in hand, or if you prefer anyway, you can go to the web at fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and give generously. FJB for Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. Again, fjbunity.org. And um, we have sent gifts out to everybody in our mailing list along with the mailing for this year. Uh, so if you don't receive the mail because you've given, you know, by 
by the web over the last couple of years. Feel free to request the uh, gift from us. Uh, just email me, nachum at nachumsegel.com, nachum at nachumsegel.com. We'll be more than happy to send that out to you. And again, we appreciate all your uh, all your help, your help with keeping us going. Hey, tomorrow night at the Unusual of Kew Gardens Hills, there'll be a Yom HaShoah commemoration beginning at 7.30 with Rabbi Stephen Przanski of B'nai Yashurin and Teaneck. The um, topic will be the Holocaust, the darkness and the light. 7.30 tomorrow night, Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills, Rabbi Stephen Przanski with a, a special Holocaust uh, commemoration or presentation, I should say, on Yom HaShoah. And, of course, we are here Thursday, Yom HaShoah, for the... Um, for the very same, for a Holocaust commemoration between 6 and 9 a.m. By the way, speaking of um, commemorative days, on Wednesday night, May the 8th, on Wednesday night, May the 8th, uh, the Mizrahi here on the Lower East Side of Manhattan has uh, an unbelievable Yom Hatzma'ut program, uh, a really amazing Yom Hatzma'ut program. And I hope everybody out there has an opportunity to uh, to come and be part of it. Um, I mean, it, every year we have wonderful speakers, and every year we have a great program, you know, which goes without saying. Um, but this year, right after Tfilat Arvit Baruach Chagigit, on Wednesday night, the uh, the eighth of May. Uh, we're going to have a very special speaker on a very timely topic. Wednesday night, May 8th, a week from tomorrow, at the Mizrahi, 249 East Broadway, Tfilat Arvit Baruach Chagigit, followed by Rabbi Menachem Liebtag, internationally acclaimed Bible scholar and pioneer of Jewish education on the Internet. The topic, the vision of a nation versus a nation with a vision, biblical themes that explain the challenges Facing Israel today, 8 p.m. at the Mizrahi Tfilah, and then Rabbi Liebtag, Wednesday night, May the 8th. Please come from far and wide and help us make this, deservedly so, a well-attended Yom Hatzma'ut evening here in Manhattan. Uh, it is really going to be something extra special every time Rabbi Liebtag makes a presentation, especially when it comes to these types of themes. Uh, they are extra special. So do your best to be there and join us at 249 East Broadway, Wednesday night, beginning at 8 p.m. Two minutes after 8 on a Tuesday, day 10 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Tell you.
kids couldn't sleep no more Scared of the sign that was hanging on the door But there's nowhere to go, nowhere to be Just an orphan in 1943 When they steal your soul and forget your name There's a faith that just won't change Like glowing light behind the ember's flame Breaking free when I call your name Rabbi Silver sets sail, cruising all through the night The guards at the door try to put up a fight They said, ain't nothing here for you people to claim Every single kid here looks the same When he shouted these words, the kids came alive They could see the parents right in front of their eyes Grabbing the stuff without saying goodbye Kicking and screaming, they started to cry J.M. and the A.M. with 8th Day in Shema Yisrael. Matt Dub before that with AFO. You heard Kenton and Hanel Hirschdick, Am Yisrael Chai. Words that are by Goldstein in California continues to say to the world. One of his themes this week, Kolakavod to him. Shevas Chaverim had Eliyahu to open up that set here at JM and the AM. Day 10 in the counting of the Omer, one week and three days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. JM and the AM, it's April the 30th. I mentioned earlier that today is the secular birth date of my late brother, Rabbi Moshe Siegel, who passed away from esophageal cancer. And every time we have a significant date or a reference that we can make uh, to him, we remind this audience that if you... If anybody out there is suffering from acid reflux, from heartburn, etc., 
Very often that will turn into Barrett's, which very often turns into esophageal cancer. All of this can be screened and found through a test, a simple test called an endoscopy. Endoscopy. So speak to your doctor. If you suffer from any of this, get an endoscopy as soon as possible, and hopefully whatever you might have will be solved immediately and while you're still at work and living life and not, God forbid, um, and not, God forbid, will it have been too late. So we thank you for your attention to these announcements and uh, in his chus, Rav Moshe Yonah and Rav Zev Halevi, in his chus, lives should continue to be saved by these announcements. JM in the AM at 18 minutes after 8 o'clock. Good morning. This is a um, classic selection from the late great Moshe Yes. In my parents' home He used to laugh He put me on his knee And he spoke about his life In Poland He spoke But with a bitter memory And he spoke about the soldiers Who would beat him And they laughed at him they tore his long black coat And he spoke about a synagogue That they burnt down And the crying that was heard Beneath the smoke But Sadie made us laugh Sadie made us sing And Sadie made a kiddish Friday night went by and many summers came along and now my children sit in front of me and who will be the Zadie of my children who will be their Zadie if not me Ve 
דמיינת, כשישנת גם כשקמת, עם אנשים לא מאמינים בו, והחושים עוד אוחזים בו. חלום שעוד יקום ויתגשם, כשזה יקרה אתה תהיה חזק ושלם. אך את הרצון, את כוח הדמיון, תגיע לחזון הגדול. אם אתה נופל אז קומי בלב, תמשיך להשתדל מ... Shame in the AM with uh, Dovi Shapiro and uh, Rock Alzeh, the name of that one. Before that, My Zadie, done by uh, Moshe Yes. Or Lech Alzeh, rather. Lech Alzeh. Moshe Yes with My Zadie. Tuesday morning. By the way, listener Ralph just posted on the um, on the app, greetings from Krakow, an El Al flight filled to capacity of Jews from across the U.S. who are participating in March of the Living. Kolakavod, listener Ralph, and everybody who's uh, participating in March of the Living this week. It's an amazing program, and Kolakavod uh, to those who are memorializing the six million by being there on the spot of where the horror took place on this Yom HaShoah. Yom HaShoah starts tomorrow night, and it goes through Thursday. Keep that in mind. Thursday morning, we'll have appropriate programming here, of course, on the JM and the AM here at the Nahum Siegel Network. 
Our fundraiser has begun here at JM in the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. If you haven't yet given, feel free to go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. If you're on our mailing list, you'll be receiving a gift and an envelope this week. And I would hope you would return that to us with as generous a donation as possible. And I thank you for that. Tuesday morning at JM in the AM. Something I was missing I thought happiness was just too hard to find It just depended on how I was feeling But now I've been revealing That it's possible to change my state of mind To change my state of mind Change my state of mind I didn't know it was possible To change my state of mind Smile and watch the whole Smile with you, smile, discover all the gifts it gives to you, even if you're feeling down, you can turn it all around, find the joy and lose the frown, yeah, smile, yeah, smile, oh, oh. yeah, smile, yeah, smile, oh, oh, at first I had to fake it. Surprised me how a small thing does a lot. But doing it on the outside somehow changed things on the inside. And it helped me realize all the good things I've got. All the good things I've got. All the good things I've got. It just helped me realize all the good things I've got. Smile and watch the whole world smile.
asked the man, I saw how many Jews in this town. He said to me, there used to be a minion around. But one of us passed away and we've been feeling down. Yet now it seems as though another Jew has been found. Won't you stay with us for Shabbos, Minion Man? I stepped off the bus in Mobile, Alabama. The sun was slowly setting on the bay. Six o'clock on a summer Friday afternoon. Shabbos was an hour away. I walked around the town wondering what to do. Shabbos is no time to be feeling blue. And then I saw a man who looked the same way too. I was quite relieved to find the fellow Jew. Then two more went into a shop that read closed on the door. There was a minion in the back of a hardware store. Nine men waiting for one more. We ushered in the Shabbos with a beautiful song. The Chazan had a voice that was clear and strong. Shabbos was carried on a song. Whoa, I asked the man I saw. 
seems as though another Jew has been found. Won't you stay with us for Shabbos, Minion Man? Oh, won't you stay with us for Shabbos, Minion Man? Please, won't you stay with us for Shabbos, Minion Man?
מנציח שושן חוכי מרבס קלו מסוס תודים מרונציח שושן חוכי מרבס קלו מסוס תודים מרונציח שושן חוכי מרבס קלו מסוס תודים מרונציח שושן חוכי מרבס קלו מסוס תודים Minion Man was, of course, Schlockrock. Tuesday morning on day 10 of the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Kudos to those who uh, came out yesterday to the New York Times rally, or the protest, rather, against the New York Times after its outrageous behavior over the weekend. Big showing in New York City yesterday. And again, call like a vote to those who made the time uh, to do so. Well, our friends at the Jewish National Fund are, like everybody else on this globe from our community, are paying careful attention to what's going on just north of San Diego. We watched yesterday uh, intently, or intently, I should say, the funeral of Mrs. Lori Kay. 
what an example of uh, of chesed, generosity, outreach. I don't even mean that in the religious sense. I mean just being there for friends and neighbors. Um, painted as such a uh, an amazing person, and um, like I uh, I've said many times since since Shabbos, it seems the enemy always takes the best of our people, and in this case, no exception. Uh, like everybody else in our community around the world, the Jewish National Fund paying careful attention to what's going on out in California. And I remind you that um, Dr. Saul Lizerbram, who is now the national president of um, of uh, JNF, of the Jewish National Fund, is the first national president of JNF west of the Mississippi. So he is very familiar being from California with the uh, Jewish community out there and the JNF as many uh, organizations and individuals around the world uh, are doing this week as a special gesture and tribute which is going to be done for the victim of Saturday's terrorist attack at the synagogue north of San Diego. Dr. Lizerbram, it is a pleasure, I wish under better circumstances, but a pleasure certainly to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nahum. Yes, I wish it was under better circumstances. This is a, uh, a tragedy for our community. It's, uh, it's only 15 minutes away from where I live. Oh, wow. And uh, it's, a, it's a very difficult time. Uh, but I will say that the Jewish community... Uh, in this area has gathered around actually all faiths. Uh, my wife and I were at the candlelight vigil um, Sunday, and um, it, it, there was hundreds of people there, literally of every faith, showing their support uh, to the synagogue and to the survivors and to the rabbi. And it was uh, it was very heartwarming but sad. You know, it's it's uh, it's interesting that you say that because I'm watching Facebook Live yesterday as the funeral is going on, and I'm saying to myself, you know, the enemy, the bad people, they, they get so much attention, and we don't realize, and I saw from the comments, and you, of course, saw gathered there at the vigil, you see just how many good people there are out there, and there are a lot of good people. And I thought of something else knowing that you were uh, going to join us this morning here at JM and the AM, and that is in your unique position, your national president of JNF, and we've lauded JNF's activities for years here, of course, and if anybody's getting stuff done for Israel, it's JNF, so much so. And you you are surrounded by people like Lori Kay. You, you are surrounded <laughs> on a regular basis by amazing people, regular folks in the Jewish community who dedicate funds and time and resources and energy to really good causes, whether they be in their local synagogue or for local people that they're helping on an everyday basis or in the bigger picture, what they're doing for the state of Israel. And I thought of that as I knew that you were going to appear this morning, that, that you're surrounded by a lot of people like her on a daily basis. You know, it's, in Lachum, it's, it's remarkable the number of people nationwide that give their time and their resources yeah organizations. Uh, obviously, I reflect on the Jewish National Fund because that's where I'm closest. But, um, you know, in, in respect to the Jewish National Fund, the, the, we have volunteers, lay leaders, that uh, go on uh, missions. They go, they join tasks, task forces, uh, like we have a water task force. Right. And they go over to Israel 
two times a year just to see how we can improve the Jewish National Fund, can improve the issue of water in Israel. And we have. We've been very successful. But, but these task force individuals go at their own expense, and then if they see that something is needed, they come back and they raise the money for the JNF to build another project. We've just committed to 90 additional reservoirs in Israel. Unbelievable. Uh, and and it, these, the people like Lori, who was a, uh, a longtime contributor to the Jewish National Fund, uh, have a deep, deep uh, concern for, uh, for Israel. They're real Zionists. And, uh, uh, but this was a, a tragedy, and I'm sure you heard about uh, the little girl, the eight-year-old that sure. was uh, that was injured, and and I don't know if you know the story behind it, but you know the Jewish National Fund in Starot built an indoor bomb-proof playground. Yeah, we we and, broadcasted from there. <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect. Yeah. So, so this little girl was was born in Starot and grew up in Starot, and uh, you know they they've had. 10,000 Qassam rockets from Gaza hit the road over the last decade. Well, one of the rockets hit her house right. a few years ago, and her parents said, you know, we, we, we need to leave this, uh, this area, and they decided to move to the United States and settled in San Diego, and, and sure enough, um, they, they moved to an area, not the Poway area that they were in, now, but they moved to another area, and they found that after they were there for a short period of time, swastikas painted on their door. Right. So uh, they decided to move to another area, and it was uh, it was the rabbi at Chabad of Poway said, "Come to Poway. It's a it's a quiet, it's a lovely community." So they moved to Poway, and then they end up getting hurt, injured in a terrorist attack. So here they, they leave Starot because of Hamas and, and uh, the terrorism there, and they get injured in a terror attack uh, be- in the United States. Because the enemy is everywhere, and uh, not to sound morbid, but I'm glad you told that story, Dr. Lizerbram, because it's such an important message for everybody. And by the way, everyone, if you do start doing, and again, I was joined by so many people around the world uh, at the funeral, so to speak, yesterday whether by Facebook Live or in, in the shul itself. Uh, if you're inclined to uh, follow in Lori Kay's uh, example uh, and start delivering coffee and challah to those uh, in need or just for friendly gestures, uh, chances are you are going to end up uh, doing much bigger things as well when it comes to chesed and helping the Jewish people. You may even one day be national president of the Jewish National Fund, which is not a a bad thing at all, that's for sure. All right, Dr. Lizerbram, um, I, I don't want to leave this conversation without uh, uh, you making this announcement in this global forum. Uh, you're actually, uh, as JNF uh, National President, you've actually acted um, to secure the memory of Lori Kay in a unique fashion. Am I right? Yes. Yeah, so we decided that uh, we're going to plant a forest in Israel uh, dedicated to uh, to Lori Kay and and obviously, uh, anyone that would like to uh, be part of this uh, program, they can go to jnf.org, and um, and if they donate uh, trees under her name, it's going to go into the Lori K. Forest, and uh, that forest will 
grow and thrive just like the community of Poway, where she lived, is going to grow and thrive. So she will be remembered forever. She will, uh, her, her uh, forest will be in Israel, which she loved. And it's, uh, it's, it's a, the least that we can do to help uh, keep her spirit alive. And um, a, a significant part of Israel uh, will, will bear her name because I assume as time goes on, we're talking about the possibility of thousands of trees in a forest like that, correct? That is correct. Exactly correct. There you have it, folks. JNF.org, uh, as Dr. Lizenbram has announced here in this forum, uh, they are establishing a Lori K. Forest in Israel. If any of you have been inspired by her life story, which we only started hearing about this past Saturday night, those of us who are not familiar with the San Diego Jewish community, uh, if you'd like to participate, um, go to JNF.org and participate in the Lori K. Forest, which is being uh, designated by JNF in her memory. And uh, as you heard Dr. Lizabra mention, um, he is uh, very close by, both geographically, geographically and in many other ways, uh, with the synagogue there in North San Diego, and, um, and has made a decision to uh, memorialize Lori in this manner. So you can participate by going to jnf.org. And um, Dr. Lizabram, Firstly, with what you mentioned earlier, that the enemy seems to be everywhere at this point, if they have not always been, and knowing, as I'm sure you proclaim often during your uh, parlor meetings and gatherings, that the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel, I'm sure you encourage me and continue to encourage all of us to, to keep our sights on the state of Israel and do whatever is in our power to continue to grow the land and the state and uh, to and to realize where the future of the Jewish people is. Yeah, look, we have no better security than the land of Israel. So um, that's where uh, we focus our our time and our energy. Um, obviously, we we love America, and we do uh, the the, Jew, the Jewish National Fund does projects in America to you know combat BDS, to combat anti-Semitism, to educate young children, to keep them involved, to make young adults Zionists, to let them understand the importance of Israel. But, uh, you know, the more that we can do to Israel, the safer we all are. By the way, and I'm so glad you mentioned it. i got to sign off here, but I'm so glad you mentioned that. When we did the show with JNF out in the five towns a couple of months ago, we learned about their activities on the college campuses. I never thought an organized or a really organized, a well-organized organization that concentrates on Israel could make the effort and and uh, and accomplish what they're accomplishing on college campuses here in the U.S. So I know that you know if you're going to take the blame for failure, you got to take the credit the credit for success. I say to you, take the credit and enjoy the incredible success your organization is having on the college campuses. Well, you know, Nachum, uh, and I know you need to run, but. Uh... We're in the midst of a $1 billion campaign. It's, it's really never been done before in Jewish philanthropy. And uh, we're, we're over the $600 million mark already. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you can raise that kind of money and keep our overhead expenses at 18%, we're doing something right. And, and we believe that we're making a, a difference.
Unbelievable. Look, you know I'm a big fan of yours. I hope you come visit us when you're in the New York area. Thank you so much for joining us today. All right, my pleasure. Dr. Sal Lizerbrem is the first JNF national president west of the Mississippi. He's out in California, and you heard his announcement here. Of course, it's been announced before, but this is the first time in a global forum like this one uh, that the Laurie K. Forest is being established in Israel by JNF and Laurie's memory. You can certainly participate if you've been touched by her story in the last couple of days. Participate by going to jnf.org. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NahumSingle.com, on the NahumSingle Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Tuesday here at JM in the AM. More tomorrow starting at 6 a.m. A reminder, today is my late brother's secular birthday, and I always use the opportunity on a day like today to remind everybody that if you're suffering from uh, heartburn, acid reflux, speak to your doctor about getting an endoscopy. God forbid that uh, acid reflux could turn into Barrett's, which could turn into esophageal cancer. And whatever I could do to prevent people from having to suffer the way my brother did, I want to make sure to do that. So speak to your doctor about getting a screening called an endoscopy. And hopefully we'll continue to save lives with these announcements. Uh, more coming up. JM Rewind will feature my conversation with Yeshiva University Maccabees coach Elliot Steinmetz. That comes up next, the men's basketball coach. We did that a couple of weeks ago. That is next on JM Rewind. of Rummy with a live lunch from Israel coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.